Hey everyone, this is Adam Ellenboss from Nightlight Astrology, and today I'm going to read your questions. Um, I've been thinking about doing this for a while, but over the years, basically, I get, I don't know, dozens of questions every week through, um, you know, the YouTube comments section, through our, um, through the Nightlight email address, um, sometimes through, you know, Instagram, uh, and so forth, sometimes Facebook. Uh, and it's gotten to a point where I get so many of them that I, I honestly don't, sometimes if it feels really important, um, I'll, I'll take the time to answer, but most of the time between clients and creating content and classes and students and a family and everything, I don't really have time to answer, um, some really great questions that come through. And so I decided once in a while, I'm just going to throw up an episode where I literally just take five or maybe more uh, questions from the audience that have come in and especially those that I get repeats of, because then that shows me that, okay, there's, there's a number of people in the audience that have this question about uh, me or astrology or, or whatever. A lot of these are actually in today's episode are very personal, um, but I have a ton on a, on a list that we're going to be going through. Um, and so I just kind of grouped the, the, these together. The ones that I gathered today are, ones that felt like they were more personal and a lot of them come off from some of the changes that i've made in the past year like leaving the religious tradition i was a part of and stuff like that but anyway i thought that these were great questions they were fun and it would make for fun content to occasionally do a q a episode if you ever want to well anyway so that's what we're going to do more on that in a second before we get into it don't forget to like and subscribe Share your comments and reflections in the comment section today. I'd love to hear from you guys. You can find a transcript of today's talk, as always, on the website, nightlightastrology.com. When you go over there, um, be sure to check out all of our readings and courses. And uh, we are having a flash sale uh, that will come through Monday, the 14th, through uh, the 21st of August, where all of my online programs will be on sale for one week. So uh, for some of you, you could uh, check that out and, and save a little bit of money on an upcoming course. So one of my online programs, we have new ones starting in the fall and in the winter. Uh, so uh, some of those programs are coming up. You might want to jump in and save while you can. Um, so that is any questions about anything you find on the website, by the way, email us info at nightlightastrology.com. And that's what I wanted to share with you guys. After listening to this today, if you have questions that you would like to include, um, in a future Q&A episode, you can always um, leave them in the comments section of this um, of this episode. Uh, you could also email them to us, info at nightlightastrology.com. Uh, and uh, we'll just, we have a little Q&A folder that we, uh, that I keep around. So, um, you know, I can't guarantee that I'll get to it. It really depends on the question. <clears throat> and uh, obviously, um, uh, what I what I like to do, like I said, is aggregate questions that people have that seem to reflect, you know, something that a number of people in the audience are curious about. So and it could be astrological. Uh, it could be, you know, something personal, though I ask that you obviously be um, discerning and you know, be respectful. But I thought these were these questions were, uh, you know, uh, legitimate. And and uh, m most of the questions I get from people are so kind and warm. Um, and uh, respectful. So I really do appreciate that. Anyway, so here are the questions that I got. I know some of you may, if you're new to my channel, you may not know that um, for a number of years, I went by Achuta Baba, which was an initiated name that I received through my participation in um, the uh, Bhakti Yoga community that I was a part of. Um, <clears throat> in leaving that community, 
there have been a number of questions that have been coming up since then. And so I included uh, a few of those that I thought, um, you know, I'd seen enough of, of these questions being asked over and over again that they seemed important. So number one, do you still believe in God? Part of my participation in the Bhakti Yoga community was a, you know, um, a more overt uh, expression in my content and in my everyday life of, you know, belief in and devotion to God. Now, that is a sort of, you know, in the Bhakti Yoga world, we're talking about, a, in my opinion, a very psychedelic uh, uh, depiction of God through Krishna and Radha and through many faces and names of, of God that are um, like a tapestry. So it's it's very, you know, the yogic tradition and the way that it relates to God is, um, to my mind, very rich and magical. Um, and so the answer to that question, just very plainly, is like, yeah, of course I do. Um, but I think that, um, you know, in when you're a part of a religious tradition that has very specific uh, uh, philosophies, um, doctrines and teachings and sacred texts and so forth, you'll end up adopting a very particular set of beliefs about God and about, you know, pra spiritual practices and so forth. So I, I no longer feel... Um, attached to many of maybe most of the doctrines that I had um, encountered in that community. But, you know, I grew up a preacher's kid in a very liberal sort of universalist household. I mean, my, my dad, you know, read Emerson and taught me how to play Led Zeppelin on, on guitar and burned incense in our house. And, you know, later in life, um, my father's you know, faith went through a radical transformation. Some of that was very difficult for me, but I never have let go of the idea of a divine intelligence that permeates all things, a divine being, a personality, a, um, for me, God is very personal. I think of God as a relational being, um, meaning that I don't think of God as just abstract energy. Although I think that you could think of one of the ways that we relate to God as energetic or ener as energy. But I really, for me, God has always been a very personal presence that lives within and speaks to, um, is, is relational. So with that, to me, that God is deeply mysterious, um, is both one and many, is both who we are and somehow apart from who we are. Um, that there's a sense that I am not God, but also that I am uh, absolutely fundamentally connected to the body of divinity. There's, um, I, I think, you know, just broadly speaking, I've always been someone who's been interested in what I would just call God consciousness or the, the, how do we make the, this divine mystery a part of our everyday lives? Uh, some of those are going to be through, you know, the, the cultivation of virtues in our lives, like patience, peace, forgiveness, um, you know, compassion, mercy, uh, charity, you know, generosity, um, you, you know, looking at ourselves and trying to um, examine those parts that are, you know, perhaps selfish or afraid or um or, or that are hard, that the parts of us that are unforgiving toward ourselves and others, et cetera. So, and then there's other, there's another part that I, where, you know, my relation to divinity is not tethered to any kind of moral paradigm. It's like that sometimes God is just the rushing intensity of the exploding now, you know, um, I, I've always been someone who 
has approached um, different religious texts, whether they're, I love Taoism, as you guys know, I love Hermeticism. I've always loved reading about and taking in different cultural and historical uh, relationships to divinity. That's how I perceive them, that whether you're writing philosophically or, you know, you're reading about or, you know, watching someone uh, in a different tradition pray, uh, you know, for me, it's been like, um, you know, different, all different ways of appreci of appreciating how people relate to this uh, divine presence. So that's not changed for me. That's still, I see astrology fundamentally as a way of um, drawing us into and closer to the divine uh, mystery, to God, especially as God lives in us and is in some fundamental way who we are, right? So, um, so yes, it's very much still a part of my life. Um, I would say that I'm not even against institutional religions or uh, people who have very defined religious commitments. Um, I'm not an anti-religion person, and I'm also not any longer seeing myself as um, a joiner. Um, and that's okay. Like I, I, There's a great book that I read, and I talked about it a lot last year, called Religious But Not Religious, Living a Symbolic Life by Jason Smith. He's a Jungian. And um, he talks a lot in that book about how to hold religious practices and participation loosely um, so that, you know, we're, we're not, you know, it's kind of like uh, getting overly identified with things that I've recognized in myself has not been healthy. Uh, whether it's been an ayahuasca community or it's been, you know, the bhakti yoga world or the Christian world when I was younger, as soon as I say, this is who I am, somehow I end up feeling alienated from the divine presence that I was at some point connecting to through that very tradition or set of rituals or philosophies or what have you. So it's, uh, there's something about holding things um, somewhat loosely, you know, the, 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 that's changed for me dramatically. You know, I've, I've had, I had to reflect and look at the, my, the way in which I, I experienced religion, you know, but, um, but that hasn't changed my, my deepest um, desire to be close to and devoted to what I experience as uh, the divine. So anyway, I hope that's uh, that helps. A great question I got a number of times. Number two, what are you your beliefs now that you aren't part of your yoga community any longer? And I would say, actually, I think I probably just answered that as well. The main thing that I, I would say, my main belief is that reality is good and divine in some larger sense that also includes all of the shadowy, complex, and sometimes terrifying or painful elements of reality. That I'm, I, I seek a life that is about reconciling myself to divinity in all all experience and all that is um which i'm i it's one thing to talk about you know intellectually it's another thing to go out and try to make sacred the the pain and suffering and and you know mess of of life that's a to me that but there's no work that's more rewarding it's sort of like taking emotions and finding a way to you know um sing the blues or uh taking difficult experiences and and turning them into um art. I see astrology primarily as a language that is here to help me continue making my life and experience sacred. It's the constant reminder that I'm walking on, on holy ground, you know, and the, and the, the planets are, um, 
teachers and guides they're kind of they're constantly pointing me back to the fact that this is not um this is not random you know what i mean um, well i don't even know if that's the right way of putting it but that this is that you're living in a meaningful uh, mysterious universe it's inviting you in that you're you're not um sitting on the outside of somehow you're a part of it and um beyond that i think um my main belief is that i'm here to uh, experience divinity through loving relationships with people, with the subject like astrology that I love, with wife and kids, with family. Um, I see reality as an opportunity for relationship and love, and that that sort of, in in a in a basic way, like that's the point. It's to live and love, and um, to to learn, I guess, as we do so, uh, and that that somehow is part of how we explore and how the, the divine mystery reveals itself in us, um, which is the most profound pursuit I can think of, right? But I think it happens through relationship and through fostering loving connections and seeing reality as a matrix of living beings that are all seeking connection and love. So I, I don't know. I mean, I wish I could articulate it more than that, but I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with that being enough, <laughs> you know, for now anyway. Uh, what do you like most about making daily content? What do you like the least? That's a great question. Um, this one's pretty simple. What do I like the most? I, it's a creative outlet for me. You know, I went to school, I, I did an MFA in creative nonfiction writing and studied memoir. So it's an opportunity to, um, marry my love for storytelling, um, uh, alongside of my love of spirituality. Um, I love the way that stories uh, and symbols in astrology come together to constantly pull us deeper into the divine mystery. And, um, you know, I, I feel like, I feel like astrology is like the uh, sacred, it's like a, a union of sacred storytellers, you know, people who are in love with seeing their lives living out through symbols and that the universe speaks to us and wants a relationship with us through symbols and that the only way of really capturing that is through the stories that we live and share. And I think that's what brings people together in, in astrological community. It's like, let me look at my life through the lens of sacred stories and symbols and myths and metaphors. And um, I don't know, I, it makes me feel so alive and I love it. So making daily content is just its own reward because I get to talk about these subjects with you guys and hear your stories, which I love as well. What do I like the least? Um, it is hard, you know, inspiration comes and goes when you sit down every day to write or make content. Some days the inspiration is there and you feel really like on fire, like, you know, the burning bush is there and it's talking to you. And there are other days where you show up and, you know, that spirit doesn't appear to pour itself out on you. And those can feel like you're, those days are little stretches of time when you're a content creator, daily content creator can feel like a wandering in the desert, you know? Um, but then, um, and so those periods are tough and sometimes they last longer than others. Um, I've had, I feel like when Saturn was in my 10th house a couple of years ago, there was a stretch of time where I just, you know, things felt dead for months. I mean, I think I made some good content in there, but um, I didn't, I wasn't feeling it, you know? And then it comes back. Um, and so I love that. I, I actually love that back and forth creatively of like showing up, 
having the cup full and emptying it out creatively. Uh, and then sometimes you show up and like, there's no moisture, you know, it's nothing, there's nothing coming through. And that part's really hard because you have to just show up anyway. And I believe that that is what makes the process so magical and special is that some days are like that. And as listeners, I think that's what makes it special for subscribers and listeners too, is that you get to go through a process of being, you know, you get really connected to the creative um, ebb and flow of the channels that you listen to. And if it's daily or regular, um, you can tell when something new is coming through. And it usually for astrology, it'll often align with, you know, waves of astrological transits that are coming through that are affecting you personally. And I think it's amazing how you can entrain yourself to a channel or a stream of content, like a content creator. Um, for me, I have a, you know, like I would say, for example, I love following the work of Richard Tarnas. And when he's on about something, I'll often find that I'm on with him, you know. So uh, I love taking that journey with people. But, it, you know, the hardest part to me are the are the creative deserts where you're just your feet are burnt, your lips are chapped, there's no water, you know, and you just got to chop wood and carry water and keep going. And I, I think that some people might say, well, why don't you just stop? You know, like if it's not coming, why don't you stop? But that's because the spirit, I think, tests you and gets you ready for new waves of inspiration um, by virtue of watching you show up and continue to make that sacrifice. I see it as a spiritual practice. Not every day you meditate, are you going to feel in the zone, uh, but you show up anyway. And that's what I, I think I like the least, but also kind of the most. So I don't know, maybe that's a cheat answer. Anyway, thanks for that question. A bunch of you asked that, and I thought that was really good. <clears throat> now this one, um, this one, you know, I'm, I'm answering um, because I've gotten it so regularly and it's um, it's been a little frustrating for me, to be honest with you. But also, you know, there's been a lot of people who have asked, I think, authentically wanting to know. Like, okay, since about a year ago, <clears throat> your body, your physique, and your voice have changed dramatically. <clears throat> How did that happen so fast? And then a sub-question, which sometimes has actually been quite nasty, um, which would be the accusation that like, oh, you must be taking steroids. Um, so I, I actually addressed this because it was getting so bad at one point um, on Instagram that I, I made a series of videos where I talked about it. So some of you may have caught that there. And I've mentioned it here and there on social media, but I don't think I've ever addressed it in a YouTube video. So um, so I work out five days a week and um, I was experiencing a variety of um, really intense uh, symptoms in my body and um, went to see my doctor and uh, decided to uh, start taking uh, testosterone replacement. Uh, testosterone replacement therapy um, a lot of men are using it nowadays and women too, actually. And like a lot of, a lot of people are, are, are working with hormone replacement therapies. But at any rate, um, I found out that my testosterone, while not um, in the, I don't know what it's got, hypogonadal range, whatever that is, but mine was at the very, very low end of the spectrum. And so I got on a therapeutic uh, regiment of testosterone starting last fall, right as Mars was turning retrograde. Isn't that interesting? And um, over the course of, I'd say, six or seven months of being on a testosterone replacement um, therapy, um, you know, and working out, continuing to work out five days a week, um, you know, I put on a lot of weight. Um, I went 
um, probably 30 pounds of weight, most of which was muscle. Um, not all, you know, it's like a, some water and whatever, but I, I put on about 30 pounds. Um, and uh, part of being on testosterone replacement therapy is that your voice will sometimes change or like drop a register or whatever. So mine did that. I was not expecting it, but but I'll tell you more than that. The, the real reason that I decided to um, start the therapy were due to a variety of symptoms that I were experiencing that really had nothing to do with my voice or desire to have a deep voice or something like that, you know, sleep patterns, energy patterns, um, uh, you know, libido, um, the, the issues around energy motivation, um, especially sleeping issues that I was having. And I just couldn't, it was like, I just couldn't figure out exactly what was going on. And so, um, yeah, I have a, I have a great doctor and uh, a very, I think a very open-minded doctor, I would say. And my doctor, you know, we did some hormone testing and decided to try this. Um, and I would say that it's one of the best things I've ever done for myself health-wise. It was really painful for me to um, watch a significant number of people in, you know, in both YouTube and social media saying all kinds of really terrible things about, about me. And I share this um, because I, you know, this, I've gotten this question probably a hundred times, you know, in the past year, uh, how did you, how did this physical transformation happen? Well, that's how it happened. And I just, I feel like I feel right now, I feel like a bit of, a, I feel good sharing it on YouTube because um, I also feel like in case there are men or women listening out there who could benefit from hormone replacement therapy. For some people, after you speak with your doctor and you look over things, you may find that it's really useful. And um, for me, it has done nothing but improve the quality of my psychological health and my physical health. I'm deeply thankful that this option was there for me, in addition to, you know, all of the things that I, I take, you know, uh, for example, all the herbs that my wife um, has used to help me with all different kinds of things. I'm someone who's not like do everything naturally, or I'm someone who's like do everything according to you know allopathic medicine. I, I'm someone who's just uh, I consider myself very open to what works and what um, what helps us to be healthy, and uh, without um, you know without damaging ourselves in the process somehow. Anyway, so um, so that's how the change that you've seen in me physically has taken uh, place. I would say that it was accompanied by the very deep sense that I had in leaving the religious tradition that I was a part of, that it is okay to be in my body. Um, something that I adopted, I think the religious tradition I was a part of sort of exacerbated this tendency in myself, but it was already there, which is to think that being spiritual means that you don't there was a way in which being spiritual in my life tended to neglect the, the physical, my physical form. Um, and uh, practices of asceticism and renunciation and d very disciplined spiritual practices over time, they, they tended to, I tended to ignore my physical symptoms and s tell myself, well, those are just things that will go away with more spiritual work, you know, that kind of thing. And what I'm finding is actually completely the opposite, which is that in taking care of my physical body and, and really um, looking at the physical world that we live in as sacred and not something that needs to be transcended, uh, that, that this 
the imminence of of God, especially in the the temple of my own body, uh, has been um, a really important feature of my own spiritual work over the last year. And that one of the biggest ways that that happened was through a a real addressing of some physical and mental emotional health issues. And I would say that the um, testosterone replacement therapy has been, you know, one of the best things I've ever done for myself, honestly. It's not for everyone. I'm not like trying to evangelize it or proselytize about it or anything, but you guys asked so many times and I love you guys. I don't want to, you know, it's like if there's something that's working for me, that's special, that's been helpful for health and wholeness, I'm not about to, you know, I don't feel like I have to hide it. Um, but, you know, like I would say that one of the things that I like least about podcasting in uh, creating content, if I could go back to that question just for a minute, is that you often have people weighing in on you personally because they see you every day or they hear you every day. And so they think, oh, you know, you don't look so good. And I, I feel like I just need to be the one to tell you, you don't look good or you don't feel right or you're something must be off with you or you should drink this herb or you should take this thing. Or I would say if I had to put it like aside from like, you know, dry spells and content creation, my least favorite part of podcasting is that sometimes people have very poor boundaries in terms of what they think it's okay to say to you as a, as a person that they, they really, you know, you know me on screen, but it's like, people don't really know me, you know? Um, and, and so, you know, I think this one for me is kind of nice to address just because it's also about um, addressing a subcategory of very trolling poor boundaried people who have um speculated and accused and been pretty rude to me uh, about the physical um, changes that have happened that they've observed anyway uh so number five is this one's kind of fun what is the best transit you've ever experienced i would say honestly my favorite would be the uranus um to venus transit that i've recently experienced but this is recency bias i guess <laughs> I just love it because it's like, I feel like I've told you guys this like 10 times already, but this transit, I had no idea what to expect from it because since I've been an astrologer, like I haven't had a Uranus Venus square, you know? So I was like, I don't know what to expect. I would say that the most fantastic part about this has been like that, 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 that connection that my wife and I had before our kids were born that you know, you don't stop loving each other when you have kids. I don't know. You guys know what I'm talking about. I know you do. I know you guys have kids know what I'm talking about. But the bond between you and a partner really changes once kids are in the picture. And Uranus Venus came along and was like plugging us back in together into our connection um, prior to the kids. And a lot of that had to do with our morning spiritual practices, which we used to do together, and an evening amount of time that we had together. And our kids are now at the age where the way that they sleep and their rhythms and their needs are such that those practices have come back. And like, that was so unexpected because you almost forget that part of yourself because you get so into the groove of parenting in a very particular way. And my wife and I have always had date nights. We've always been connected. We, you know, we've like, our connection has always been pretty strong, but it felt like in a, in a way it, it just felt like, uh, the intensity of our connection that had couldn't be as much of a focus because of children suddenly came roaring back and it was like oh my god this is this is it's so nice to feel like we're getting our relationship back in the center a little bit more again so <laughs> 
it's funny because then you have the impulse as soon as that happens i don't know if you guys know this impulse as soon as you get you're, you're like you, you know you come back together on the same page you know and the impulse is like, well, what should we build next? <laughs> you know, we've built some children. <laughs> it's funny. Anyway, uh, I would say Venus Uranus. That's my favorite recently. I've really, really enjoyed this transit also because of the way it's been awakening within me the creative impulse. Uh, that impulse has been gone for a while also because of, of kids and parenting. I create every day, but I'm talking about a deeper creative impulse that was there when I wrote my book, um, that was there when I was, you know, younger and loved to write and play my guitar all the time. It's, there's been like the light bulb of creativity, love, romantic connection with Ashley. Like those things have been turned on so bright and I've been like, Ooh, this is awesome. So, you know, so far so good. I really enjoyed Venus Uranus, but I still have a couple more passes to go. So we'll see. You never know. <laughs> I'll let you know on the other side. <laughs> I don't know, I guess other transits I've enjoyed. Um, Pluto on my moon was one of the most difficult transits, but I think one of the most healing. So that was a good one. I mean, that was a deep, heavy one, but like, whoa, was that very cleansing, very healing. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Those are some recent ones that come to mind. Thank you guys for these questions. I hope you enjoyed listening to this Q&A episode. I thought this would be fun, kind of shake things up, do things a little bit differently. If you ever have any questions you want to throw my way about, I'm going to do future episodes where we cover astrology, always, you know, like frequently asked astrology questions. Email any questions you have for a future episode to info at nightlightastrology.com. I'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, thank you to all of you who have also, by the way, been so supportive. Like the vast majority of people in comments and questions are so sweet, so affirming, so supportive, so well-boundaried, so respectful. I really do appreciate you guys. All right, that's it for today. Take it easy, everyone. Bye.